You're listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network, where we offer you podcasts of the supernatural and the unexplained. Get ready now for Shades of the Afterlife with Sandra Champlain. The thoughts and opinions expressed by the host are thoughts and opinions only and do not necessarily reflect those of iHeartMedia, iHeartRadio, Coast to Coast AM, employees of Premier Networks or their sponsors and associates. You are encouraged to do the proper amount of research yourself, depending on the subject matter and your needs. Hi, I'm Sandra Champlain. For almost 25 years, I've been on a journey to prove the existence of life after death. On each episode, we'll discuss the reasons we now know that our loved ones have survived physical death. And so will we. Welcome to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm always fascinated by people passionate about the history of spiritualism and how we started or how mankind started really believing in mediums. So today I want to introduce you to Reverend Glenda McLeod, who's a psychic, a medium, an advisor, and a minister, and Reiki master, and all kinds of things for over 20 years she's been teaching mediumship, and she's very, very passionate about the history. And so this is actually a pre-recorded conversation I did with her that I think you'll really enjoy about how spiritualism got its start and all the way up to current day, how and why we believe in mediums. So let's listen. Modern spiritualism, you know, it started back in March 31st, 1848. So we're 172 years in into the modern spiritualism. It's a very exciting day today. So I feel extra blessed to be able to have this conversation with you. So thank you. You're so welcome. Do you want to mention anything else about modern spiritualism? Because some people might not be familiar. Oh, sure. Uh, There's lots about modern spiritualism. And, you know, if you go into the media, multimedia, Facebook, anything, you look up modern spiritualism, you'll see it on many platforms today. You'll see many things about modern spiritualism. So what has happened in the past is that what we know of, what's been written, is that spiritualism always was a channeling or it was a, a gift that came through the medium from a higher spirit or somebody that had passed into the spirit world because we know there's no such thing as death, that there's a continuation of life after death. So, But it was always a channeling. It was always done in little home circles where they would get uh, little messages from the spirit world and This was very particular and very special on this day because on the eve of March 30th, there was Andrew Jackson Davies, and you can look him up as well because he's one of our forefathers because we say we stand on the shoulders of giants, and we have a lot of forefathers that built us up to where we are now that have sacrificed so much to get us to where we are now. So Andrew Jackson Davis, on the eve of modern spiritualism, he went to sleep, and before he went to sleep, there was a whispering in his ear from the spirit, and he said, you can rest now because the good works have begun. 
And the very next day, the next morning, became the Knox from Hydesville, New York, where the the Fox sisters, and I invite your listeners to look up the story of the Fox sisters in Hydesville, New York. It's very famous. There's a lot written about it. And this was the beginning of a two-way communication between the spirit world and us. And it was, it was a proven. Now we came from a place of maybe there's something beyond now. Maybe there is a continuation of life, but we don't know. You know, there's so many people that wonder, uh, is this the end? Is there anything after this? And how come we haven't the proof? But my goodness, there's such an intelligence in the spirit world that when we're ready to receive that information, how they began in these little humble beginnings of the family of the Fox family in Hydesville, New York, just with banging and knockings, and it was through the children. It was through the children, which was Margaret and Katie. And then the awakening of the family and the frightening that they found. But, you know, children are different, right? Mm -hmm. Children are so open and and receiving. And one of the sisters made this code, and and she said, well, can you do this? They named him, I think it was Lickety Lickety Split or or some some strange name they named it because they didn't know his name. But anyway, they, they said, can you do this? And they would knock or dance, and they would hear the sound come back exactly the same. And that's when they first devised that code, like one knock for A, two knocks for B, C, and that's how they started this little code with uh, the alphabet. And then through tedious, think how tedious it would be when you had to go through it that way. They found out that he was a peddler named Charles B. Rosna that had been selling his wares to those people that lived in this house before the Fox family. And the person had stolen his money and murdered him and buried him in the basement. And he wanted people to know his story and where he was. And this is how it began. But nobody believed them, and nobody could find anything in the basement. And it wasn't until five years later when they started breaking through the foundation of the house that they found the remains of Charles B. Rosna, the peddler. Uh So they knew that they came from a place of belief to knowing that this is an absolute truth, that there is evidence of life beyond death. So it was our beginning of modern spiritualism, they call it. Because you're an expert on this, Glenda, would you mind, I know we can't go through 172 years in an hour, but <laughs> but from, from that, I, I guess what I'm asking is if you can just talk a little bit about how it's progressed, because it's gone from my understanding from these home circles And then the day came that it went to evidential mediumship, people going to mediums. Can you just share a little bit about kind of the evolution of it? Uh, I will keep it brief as I can from all my recollections here is from there, you know, the great upsurge of mediumship, of course, was when they had the war and it was the post-war era because people were more apt to want to know what happened to their loved ones and where they were because there was, you know, you couldn't call them. You had no idea with all these people that went off to war. So it was quite an interesting part of our story in the home circles. I'd actually like to bring it around to Helen Duncan. And Helen Duncan was actually called the last witch of Scotland. So what had happened with spiritualism is 
because humankind has always communicated with the spirit world, receiving guidance and love in various forms. And it was loosely or intensely part of their everyday life, depending on their belief system. It was only when modern spiritualism was born that became a focal issue in its own right. And some of this information comes from a wonderful gentleman called Len Loban, who put it in a nutshell for us and sent it off to us so we could have it in a nutshell form because he wants to, God bless us, so he's in, in the spirit world now, but he was a, a wonderful teacher with Eileen Davies as well. Some of the names may be, some people will recognize and some people won't recognize. But it just so happened that Helen Duncan, she was a brilliant medium, and she would be the physical medium as well. And she would hold, and in those times, maybe maybe five pence or something like that for people to get in. And that's how she brought extra money into her house. Just a little housewife, just trying to do her best to share the love of spirit. And she would sit in the room, and spirit, there would be the ectoplasm would manifest itself in such a form that the people in the spirit world would actually become solid form and walk around and talk to their loved ones. And she brought through a gentleman that was in the Navy in the war, and he passed, and she had the name of his ship in the day that he passed. Now, the government was very upset about this, and, and this was in Britain, of course. The government was upset about this because it was hush-hush, and they thought that she may have been a spy because nobody knew that information, you see. So they put her in jail. They arrested her and put her in jail. And there's a huge story to that, and you can look that up on the media as well because it's a very interesting story how that all took place. And uh, she was actually quite injured because of the setup when she was in trance and they stood up to arrest her and the ectoplasm went into her stomach in, in such a place that it burned her quite badly. But she was imprisoned, and they couldn't disprove what she was saying. They couldn't disprove it. And all those spiritualists in, in England came together for her trials because they wanted to discredit her, but they couldn't discredit her. Then they started the union to bring money together to help pay for her lawyers, to help pay for the court fees. And she did get exonerated. Um, it wasn't for years later. She uh, unfortunately ended up passing from the injuries of, uh, of what happened to her. But here we are having, once again, in, in, in our lives, having to prove, which is what all our forefathers did, and they sacrificed so much, they had to prove that what we were doing was not uh, fraudulent. Nice. They came up with the Fraudulent Mediums Act when Helen Duncan, which just got changed around, you know, the Witches Act got changed to the Fraudulent Mediums Act, I think it was 1957. So they've incorporated that Witches Act for many, many years. And uh, it took a long time that we could stand up and we could be strong in who we are and strong in our truth. And it uh, it hasn't come easy. It has come through many sacrifices and many experiments. You know, they have the uh, Psychical Society that was put together who unbiasedly did experiments in all the mediums mm -hmm. to see if they could disprove it. And it was those that could not disprove it which became our greatest advocates, you know. Uh, and look at Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. <laughs> you know, a lot of these people, because they lost their children in the war, went out to seek mediums. 
And because they got the evidence, the most magical, beautiful evidence, beyond a doubt that that was their children alive, coming to them and speaking to them. You know, Field Marshal doubting how he had the soldiers coming back. There's so many stories. We have such a rich history in spiritualism. We have so much proof that it's without a doubt that you can go into investigation, and I invite anybody with an analytical mind to go into investigation because that's the way to prove it to yourself. Some of these things are beyond our wildest imagination, our wildest dreams, and I have have to have proof because I have to stand on my solid ground and I have to be unwavering in what I do. And by golly, I've gotten proof beyond proof beyond proof. (laughs) It's time for us to go into our first break. If you're a brand new listener, you might be thinking, what are they talking about? Seances, ectoplasm, all these things. I encourage you to listen to episode number 17. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle actually gave up writing Sherlock Holmes for what he found out about the afterlife. We'll be back in just a minute. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. 
Hey folks, we need your music. Hey, it's producer Tom at Coast to Coast AM, and every first Sunday of the month, we play music from emerging artists just like you. If you're a musician or a singer and have recorded music you'd like to submit, it's very easy. Just go to coasttocoastam.com, click the Emerging Artist banner in the carousel, follow the instructions, and we just might play your music on the air. Go now to coasttocoastam.com to send us your recording. That's coasttocoastam.com. With age, our skin loses its elasticity. The most common complaints are under eye bags, wrinkles, crow's feet, and eyebrow sag. Now, diminish those visible signs of aging in mere minutes. Instantly Ageless from HealthyLooking.com is a velvety microcream that, when applied lightly, reveals visible, toned, lifted skin. Instant beauty. Stunning results for women and men. Instantly Ageless was a hit on The Rachel Ray Show. Board-certified dermatologist Dr. Whitney Bow. If you're looking to try to turn back the clock on a budget, you know, in the privacy of your own home, but actually there's some recent technologies emerging, almost like changes the behavior of the skin right. while it sits on the skin. So we're going to test it let's, now. All right, we're going to try a product this here. It's more accessible, right? Ageless. You know, we'll go backstage, we'll test it out. It's a cream. You literally just put it on, so we'll put on a really thin layer, and we're going to see if it sort of lives see up to the screen. Any- Difference. And then she went off to try a product called Instantly Ageless. Yeah. Instantly, you could see a difference. Even the cameraman were like, wow, look at the difference. Yeah. I mean, but I would definitely use this product. This product, within minutes of applying it, it was actually a very dramatic rejuvenation. Get your Instantly Ageless now at our exclusive website, healthylooking.com, or by phone at 800 604 3129. That's 800 604 3129. Within minutes you can take years off your looks and reveal visibly toned lifted skin try our starter kit postage paid for only $19.99 or stock up with a full-sized box at a newly reduced price not available in stores instantly ageless at healthylooking.com or 800-604-3129 instantly ageless from healthylooking.com Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain, and we are with Reverend Glenda McLeod talking about spiritualism and all great things. Glenda, isn't it wonderful? It it really is. I think to our skeptical minds, it's even hearing about ectoplasm. I didn't even want to say that word for years because I thought it was from Ghostbusters. But really, Dan Aykroyd... Dan Aykroyd, who wrote Ghostbusters, his family were spiritualists, and they would have these seances, and people would materialize. He grew up hearing about this. He's a full believer. Yeah, it's something you have to really experience to believe, because it is very, very hard for the mind to get that some of this could be real. You know, and and I think I was one of the biggest skeptics. Uh, I was very fortunate um, in my youth to have my grandmother. Uh, Mm -hmm. That was very intuitive on my father's side. Uh, We were brought up in a Catholic family, and, of course, everybody else was wrong. You you know what I mean, that you had to be focused on on Catholicism. Same thing here from over here, so I know just what you're speaking. (laughs) Yeah. So it was, you know, she, she used to take me aside, and she'd say, you know, she says, you're special, you're different, but you're not allowed to talk about it, she'd say, because people will look at you differently. (laughs) 
And she started teaching me and teaching me about dreams. It's things that she would never talk about because if you talked about it in the church, you were talking to the devil. Right. And you, you would actually not be welcome at all. And so it was a, quite an interesting time. And I'm going back to the early 1960s with this. So it was not until my grandmother passed that things started really uh, changing for me spiritually, you know, growing spiritually, growing uh, within my mental mediumship, because I really wasn't sure where I was to be without her support. It was uh, a big, frightening world out there, and there wasn't a lot of support for us out there at that time. But, you know, there's this intelligence, and if you have the soul's calling, once you have the igniting of the soul, and you follow that, you know you're going in the right direction, and there's a team of people behind you. Sandra, and what you're doing, do you not think that there is a team of people behind you orchestrating all this so you could bring out this information to the masses? Because once people hear the story, that you, it's not, you don't have to go to these churches. It's not through doctrine and creed. We all go to the same place. We all are going into the spirit world, but we we all will continue, and we're all our own judges. If you were to read the Arthur Finley trilogy, please, if anybody can get a hold of those books and read them, you know, those three books will give you the firm foundation of where everything began in regards to how it was religion and how religion, and I'm not, you know, I'm not knocking religion. Everybody needs, you know, live and let live where you are, you need to be. But I'll tell you that there was a lot of manipulation, and I think that can't be argued in any in any religion. Mm-hmm. But this is actually done unbiasedly, the Arthur Friendly Trilogy, the Edge of the Etheric, the Unfolding Universe, the Rock of Truth. If you could read those three books, you'd get a firm foundation and zoom you forward into your movement forward, into your understanding of spirit and energy and physics and how all this is possible. And I believe everybody is, well, we all know we're all spirit, but is everybody a medium? No. Is everybody is psychic? Yeah, because we're spirit. And what disciplines you can use and can't use. So it was very interesting how I was moved forward into the movement. And it's almost like you're pushed. And if you don't move forward, it's like some part of you is missing. And there is an intelligence that will work it so that where you're supposed to be, you're gently maneuvered and manipulated (laughs) into this area. I know what you're talking about. (laughs) It's just magical. And I know that once I started coming into my own and coming into my power that I was able to put myself out there and I know without a doubt that I had to be ready in a very special way because there were so many people that need help in this world and there's so many people that need that proof in this world. And I've been doing this work for a very, very long time. But it doesn't matter how much you know or what you believe. When we lose somebody in our lives, 
especially like I know you're empathic. I know that most of us are empathic here, or you wouldn't be listening to these stories, or you wouldn't be tuning into these stories. Even that you are empathic, that things hurt you, you feel things more deeply, you're more susceptible to the energies of others, you'll be walking around not knowing why you're feeling off one day when you really shouldn't be off one day, and then you'll find you're in a space where people are off. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So we're more empathic, and I know, you know, in your book there, and you're talking about your father. Well, it's very interesting because I was very sad my father would never come to any of my services. You know, nature was his church. And I said, well, I think we're on the same page there, Dad. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But he said, I want you to talk to me now. Don't talk to me later. So that was very disappointing. And uh, when I retired, I think it was 2013, I went on my... My dream cruise, it was, you know, on my bucket list to go to Bora Bora. Nice. And we were out on this uh, 31-day cruise. And I was out, uh, just as a precursor, I I digress a moment, is my husband was very involved with hospice. And there's a little children's book out there that's called Water Bugs and Dragonflies. Mm -hmm. And the dragonflies are the symbol of the spirit, the water bug going up the reed above the water and turning into a magnificent uh, dragonfly. So the dragonfly became one of my power symbols. So now we're on this cruise. We're on the 11th floor balcony in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. And, uh, you know, my father, you know, he's he's at home. He's fine. And uh, I wake up singing this song that my father and I always sang together. It's called The Streets of Laredo. And, you know, I'm a young cowboy, and I know I must die. And I woke up singing, and I says, Ben. And I looked out the window in the balcony, and there was a dragonfly. And I was there for about five minutes. I said, are you getting this? And he says, yep. And I says, I really need to connect home. I says, I don't know when Dad passed, but he's here letting me know he's gone. And he wasn't even sick when I left. (laughs) So I I did connect, which on the boat, you know, in the middle of the ocean was Mm -hmm. like $350 later. (laughs) Yes. And they said, yes, he did pass away. We didn't want to tell you. He got got a cut or a a little surgery, and uh, he got septic from it. He got one of the MRSAs from the hospital and became septic and died. I think I lost the whole week, you know, just in my room, just Mm -hmm. just crying. So so it does hit you harder. Everybody feels differently about depending on the, your relationship with who passes. So that was very interesting because I never really got to say my goodbyes and uh, even though I knew what I knew. But I'll tell you to this day, the best advocate that I have in the spirit world is my father. Really? He will go and run and get people. What do you mean? <laughs> he will in the spirit world, if, if I have somebody sitting here, mm-hmm. he will, will go and he will help me. He will go and say, oh, you want to speak to your... They, they will set up these meetings on my one-on-one readings. He will go and bring these people. I'll, I'll bring you in. I'll show you how to do this. That is so, <laughs> so nice. He has been absolutely amazing to me. I, I know when um, my daughter went up to see him, uh, we buried him up in Clinton where he loved, which is about... Uh, seven-hour drive up north in Vancouver, and it's just like a three-block town. 
And I had to go up and, and bury. I did his funeral and uh, did the burial up there. And, uh, you know, you have to wait a year before you put the, the headstone on because everything has to settle. But my daughter wanted to go see him. So she phoned me and she says, Mom, I can't find him. I don't know where he is. I says, well, you have to go up to this certain graveyard. And and she was with two other people. Uh, anyway, I says, just look for the one that's a little bit raw. And so they park up at the graveyard and she phones me back with a video. Sandra, it wasn't one. It wasn't two. It was hundreds of dragonflies, just like a rainbow from their car right over to his gravesite. Oh, my gosh. And they were dancing. And they showed me the video. It was quiet there. They were dancing in between the dragonflies because they knew my story. And I thought, that is just so special. It is just so special. So people need to hear the hope messages. They need to hear the... um, the messages that are are real, that are these people are can they manipulate energy? It's, it's all about physics. You're darn right they can manipulate energy. Mm-hmm. You know, I couldn't read for a while because I had to still process the grieving process. And when I was ready to to read again, I was going to have a big dinner party with the other minister and some friends from from my church. And uh, we were having a dinner party, and I went into my spirit room. I always have a dedicated room where I meet with my people. And uh, I was in my spirit room, and Tony Stockwell had a meditation that you can astral travel to the spirit world and meet your family. And I thought, oh, I'm going to try that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I sat in my room, I put on this this CD, and I went into this deep meditation, and I saw my father in the wheat fields of Mandera, Alberta, where our family farm used to be, and they are wheat farmers, and the golden shafts of wheat, and there was my dad looking fantastic, so handsome and young, and then I looked, and there was my grandmother, grandfather, my aunt, my cousins, and, and all the family was there, and he had his hands on his hips, and he looked at me and he said are you happy now he said go and live your life (laughs) he said you're going to be up here soon enough time for our second break and we'll be back with reverend glenda mcleod you're listening to shades of the afterlife on the iHeartRadio and coast to coast am paranormal podcast network are you ready to fight back against crime Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. 
and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. In the recent history of documentary filmmaking, one scene stands out above all. The hot mic bathroom confession of Robert Durst in The Jinx. Now the person responsible for that moment, Sereb Kaufman, stepson of the victim, friend of the murderer, star of the documentary, for the first time ever, shares why he believes you're watching the furthest thing from the truth on this exclusive episode of Murder Homes. Listen to Murder Homes on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey folks, producer Tom here reminding you to make sure and check out our official Coast to Coast AM YouTube channel. For many of us, YouTube is our go-to place for audio-visual media, and we here at Coast to Coast are happy to share free hour-long excerpts of Coast to Coast AM with you, our loyal fans and new listeners. Our YouTube channel offers many different Coast to Coast AM hour-long pieces of audio on numerous topics, including ufology, extraterrestrials, conspiracies, strange creatures, prophecies, and much, much more. There's even a section that includes our most popular uploads, such as many of the David Pilates shows on people disappearing appearing in national parks to visit or subscribe just go to youtube and type in coast to coast am official or you can simply go to the coast to coast am.com website and click on the youtube icon at the top it's the official coast to coast am youtube channel you're gonna love this just get on over to coast to coast am.com and start your free listening now Did you know that tests that could save your life from cancer are now available for little or no cost thanks to the health care law called the Affordable Care Act? Let this be the year you get screening tests that can detect cancer early when it's most treatable. Don't let concerns get in the way. Talk to a doctor or other medical professional to learn more about the best cancer testing options for you. Are you looking for that certain someone who shares your interests in UFOs, ghosts, Bigfoot, conspiracy theories, and the paranormal? Well, look no further than ParanormalDate.com, the unique site for like-minded people. If you like the senior crowd, try ParanormalDate.com slash seniors to meet like-minded people that are 60 plus. It all depends on what you prefer. ParanormalDate.com is great for everyone. You can also tap into members that are 60 plus at ParanormalDate.com slash seniors. Enjoy your search and have some fun at ParanormalDate.com.
Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain, and we are with Reverend Glenda McLeod. Now, Glenda, you were just telling us a beautiful story of you taking that mind journey and seeing your relatives. Like me, are you still skeptical, or are there times that you just can't believe this is true, that your mind conjured it up, it wasn't from the spirit world? Even knowing what I know, I still said to myself, but my brain needed that. Mm -hmm. So it conjured that up for comfort. Mm -hmm. But it was pleasant. And I went out and then people came for the dinner and the other minister, we were sitting around the table. She says, oh, I have something for you. I got out of the shower and there was an apport on my table. She said, I don't know how it got there. And a port is something that the spirit world can take from one place and put into another place, like a flower or a dime or something like mm-hmm. that. They don't just materialize it, but it can, they can take it and bring it from one place to another. So there was this a port on the table, she says, and she hands me this envelope. I said, oh, okay. She said, they told me that it needed to be done this way, that you would understand what it meant. And so I tears off the the envelope and I dumps it on the table and out falls a shaft of wheat. Oh, my goodness. And I still have, I have these things in my room where I do my readings all the time. So, you know, I know. Do I believe that I went up to the spirit world? I can't say that I believe that in my whole heart. But do I believe that I'm comforted and supported by the spirit world? Absolutely. You know, there is no doubt in my mind. And I always thought that I would love to hear the spirit world speaking to me through direct voice. That would be the end all. Like I've I've almost got everything on my bucket list that I have experienced except direct voice. Do you want to explain what that is? Direct voice is when your family member can speak to you in the room. Well, if you were to speak through an amplifier how and that's what they do they they take the ectoplasm uh, which is the materials from the sitter and then they ha- and there has to be a physical medium present and then the spirit world has their own concoction and they put it together and they make this voice box or an amplifier and it's invisible that the spirit world can put their mouth over it and it's like an amplifier into our world so they can talk into it and we can hear the voice but you don't see it you just hear it so the medium can be talking Talking to you like we're talking, and then your your family member will come and say hello to you and start talking to you. Just it seems out of nowhere in the air, and it's just the most exciting thing that you could ever imagine to happen. I know I was in Maui with my my friends, um, and a gentleman came over who was the manager of this complex, and he said, "I hear you're a medium," and I really don't like that because when I'm having my own time. I like to have my own time. Right. But I said, yeah, I says, I am. He says, well, he says, I get things too. And he says, honest to God, I do. And he crossed himself and he says, you know, I, I don't make things up. And I said, he said, I do and my, my sweet things go flying around the room and that. And and he was not a medium. He He had no training, nothing like that. He was just a natural. So I said, when can I come over? So I went over to his place just me and him. And the night before I went over, his daughter came to me and she gave me some information to give to him. And uh, I went over there and I says, um, I've got some message from your daughter. I said, okay, if I let you know. And he goes, nope, don't want to hear about it. Ooh. I said, oh, okay. 
and he says, but let's listen to this. So he turns on, you know, you know what EVP is, electronic voice mm-hmm. phenomena? Well, he had on the, like a two-way radio. And most people, if you get it, you'll hear and all this, this noise and you'll, they put little words together. And uh, so he turns this thing on. And I'll tell you, there was none of that screeching, none of that noise in the background. He goes, hello, friends. He said, do you know who I have here today? And I said, yes, it's Glenda. (laughs) (laughs) I go, oh, my gosh. And he was speaking to the spirit world through this box who was speaking back information. And because we both connected with loved ones and because they were Mm -hmm. both giving us clear as a bell information from the spirit world and proof that they were talking through this box, I spoke to my father. And and then I looked at him after and I says, okay, now can I give you a message? I, I said it to the box. I says, would you let your father know if it's okay for me to give the message you gave to him. Mm-hmm. And so she said through the box, yes. And so he said, okay. So I gave him the message and he just started crying, which was a huge he- healing for him. But it was also a healing for me. So it's always a two-way street, that from spirit through spirit to spirit. You know, and that's the blessing of mediumship is you always get touched by the love of the spirit. It's magic. It's really magic. That's a magical story, Glenda, just that you happened to be in Maui and that you met him and then had that experience. Now, do you think there's not an intelligence that orchestrates all these things? Right. You know, and, and even in these times, there is an intelligence that sometimes we just have to ride the wave because there is so much more than we'll ever know. But at the same time, if we can look at it from a different perspective of, of how this one thing that maybe is trying to destroy us is going to be the one thing that is going to bring us together. It's going to move mountains. It's going to change people's souls. It's going to ignite the compassion and messages of hope within them. And I think think we're going to see a different world from this moment forward and what beauty is that because it's not anything to do with the spirit world that has created this it's human humanity that Mm -hmm. has created this and you know that they are working so hard with us and they i'm sure they keep banging their head on the wall (laughs) thinking oh my goodness are they ever going to get it (laughs) i know i know glenda you had talked about the Great War and the birth of modern spiritualism, mm-hmm. it just made me think that there's a different kind of great war going on mm-hmm. right now with yeah. the pandemic. And from a spiritualist side, do you think might arise or a need in this world but now and when this is done with? Because obviously this is taking a lot of lives. You know, Sandra, one of my teachers, and I know this may not be the answer you're looking for, but um, if you haven't heard about the legacy of Gordon Higgison Mm -hmm. and the five mediums that he put under his wing, 
which was Simon James, Glenn Edwards, Paul Jacobs, Mavis Patilla, and Eileen Davies. And I went to train with all of them. Now um, I've just got um, Paul Jacobs in September, but Mavis Patilla, I don't know. If you haven't heard her latest inspirational talk in these times, I will give you a link to it and send it to you. Yes. She says that everybody is trying to link up with the spirit world to find out this information, exactly what you're asking. And she says that they're not getting the answers. Spirit's not telling them the answers. This is, has to come like it's an inside job. Everybody has to do their own work, their own inside job. It's a matter of sitting and, and connecting to your soul and reconnection and reigniting that light within everybody. It's about tuning in to what you're learning from this, to what your experience is with this. And we know that with the technology that this is a very different type of war. And we can all have our own opinions. We can all have our own perspectives on this because there are people that are going to be hurting. There are people that are fearful because they're so bound in materialistic outpouring views that they haven't had a chance to sit in who they are. There is such a power. If, if, if people could look into their soul, if people could close their eyes and look into, you imagine the purest love that you can imagine. And this is your soul. And we know that the soul is connected to your spirit. And your spirit is the guardian of your soul. And that spirit is connected to the creation of all things. We're part of everything. We touch each other in so many ways that what one person thinks has a ripple effect to another. And I believe in my heart and soul that we can change the collective consciousness of of humanity. I truly believe that if we can get enough people to connect to the ignition of that soul, because once that's ignited, you can't change that. It puts you on, it's like a momentum. It's like you move forward and you start to discover things that you've never discovered before. Now people will look and say, look at the beauty in the flowers. Like, When you're stuck in your home and you can't see this because you're so busy in your lives, now you have the opportunity to actually see the creation. You actually have the opportunity to get in touch with who you are and how powerful you are as a human being and how together we can make such a difference. You know, And, and it's not only us, it's our family in the spirit world. It's knowing that this is just part of our journey in eternity. This, and, and what kind of a legacy do you want to leave? Do you want to be so busy that you don't notice how beautiful that everything is around us? Like, I think this is going to be like the phoenix. There's going to be a crashing and then the rising. And I truly wish that for everybody. I wish everybody takes that moment. If they can write down one word every morning what they're grateful for, I don't care if it's I can breathe today. You know, mm-hmm. one thing, it will start to change the mindset. If one word and it builds, you know, I, I truly believe that in my heart. But that's, of course, my opinion. 
I believe it too. It's not uncommon for me to write down a ton of things I'm grateful for. And it just lifts my mood from darkness to happier times. We'll be back with you, Glenda, and we'll find out what other advice you have for our listeners. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Don't go anywhere. There's more Shades of the Afterlife coming right up. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi, guys. Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. In the recent history of documentary filmmaking, one scene stands out above all. The hot mic bathroom confession of Robert Durst in The Jinx. Now the person responsible for that moment, Sereb Kaufman, stepson of the victim, friend of the murderer, star of the documentary, for the first time ever, shares why he believes you're watching the furthest thing from the truth on this exclusive episode of Murder Homes. Listen to Murder Homes on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As we age, cells break down on women and men, causing fine lines, wrinkles, bags under the eyes, crepey skin on the neck, and aging on the hands. Now, Dr. Newman's stem cell-based Luminous products at a newly reduced price will help you return to a youthful vitality and radiance. Dr. Newman, how does Luminous help revitalize your skin and prevent sagging and wrinkles in the skin? I created the Luminous Skincare line to address all the problems that we have with our skin, from around the eyes where we get 
with the sagginess and the bags and the crepiness on the neck, even the lines that we get around the eyes and the droopiness around the forehead. All of these things can be treated with the Lumina Skincare line because our products are made to work synergistically to improve the skin on the face, on the neck. You can even use it on the hands and the decote, which is the area where we get a lot of sun on the chest. And you will see improvements in these areas. The Luminous Serum is the powerhouse of the product line. It has the most amount of APT200, which is the stem cell factor to improve the skin. The Luminous Serum, you can put it all over the face and neck to improve the lines and the tightness. You can even put it on the upper eyelid and lower eyelid to improve the sagginess of the neck as well. Thank you, Dr. Newman. We've had such an amazing response to Luminous Serum with the highest amount of APT200 that we've reduced the price over 33%. Or try the Luminous Serum for only $19.99 with our postage paid starter kit. Visit HealthyLooking.com. That's HealthyLooking.com or by phone at 800-604-3129. Luminous for women and men. Luminous, not available in stores. 800-604-3129 or HealthyLooking.com. The best afterlife information you can get while you're alive. Shades of the Afterlife with Sandra Champlain. Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain, and we're here with the beautiful Reverend Glenda McLeod. Glenda, what other advice do you have for our listeners today? Well, I want to remind you that your ego is always trying to fight you. And you've got such an active brain, but your brain has been conditioned. It's been conditioned by learning, by media, by things that it has brought with it into this world from past generations, you know, the DNA, all that sort of thing. But you have a mind, you know, the mind connected in within the brain. For me, there seems to be within humanity a catalyst. Now, the catalyst can be on a very personal level, which will give you a crossroads. And with that crossroads, it's our choice. It's the natural law of cause and effect. It's our choice where we want to go in that crossroads. You know, we can go into a place of bitterness and victim, or we can go into a place and and rise above and kind of detach from that and take a look at it from a different perspective. Sometimes I think there's such such an intelligence that sometimes the catalyst has to be on a global scale. So if we have a catalyst on a global scale that will put you at a crossroads that will say, what do you want to buy into? What do you want to believe? Do you want to believe that this is the end of the world? This is, or do you want to believe that this is the beginning of a new world? You can buy into whatever you choose to buy into. And we all know that fear is you're always looking into a place you shouldn't be, which is tomorrow. The ego has a has a sense to go into the worst case scenario. The spirit doesn't go to tomorrow because the spirit knows that we have opportunity here to change tomorrow. So what I would recommend, if anybody can quiet the mind, or if they can't quiet the mind, just to look at those thoughts and say, ah, that's very interesting, but you're not welcome here. You're not going to sabotage this beautiful light that I have. You're not welcome here. Glenda, how is this 
changing your practice? Obviously, you're not going into your church. Are you able to still do readings from your home on phone or internet or any of that? Yeah, I can do, yeah, I can do Zoom readings. I can do uh, phone readings. And uh, I have people that have been asking and asking. And um, what I feel is the responsibility, because I took some vows. I took some vows to help spread the light of the spirit world. Um, They have helped me so much. I trust them so much in my life that I have promised that because they changed my life so much, I would serve them. And in order to do that, I feel a responsibility to reach out somehow. But right now, I think we just need to help change the mindset um, because there's so much materialistic mindset in there that feels that there might not be enough where an actual actual fact is more than enough. You know, yes. we just need to know how to how to get out of that place and into a place, a different place. So, yeah, that's what I'm, I'm hoping to do, and uh, I'll be doing that because I work the three websites. I work, uh, not the websites, but the Facebooks, the oh, Universal Brotherhood us. Spiritualist Church. Wait, let's start again. <laughs> I'm writing these down so we can post oh, these. What are the... the Universal Brotherhood Spiritualist Church. Okay. So I do that Facebook page. I do spiritual communications with Glenda McLeod mm-hmm. spiritualist page, and I do Sanchenko Spiritualist Center Facebook page. Oh, wonderful! So Glenda, we have a few minutes left. Look into that inspirational heart of yours, or if there's something going on that you'd like to share, um, or just anything you want to say to kind of wrap it up before we say until mm-hmm. we meet again. Okay. Thank you, Sandra. So why don't we just take a moment to take a a breath together and take this beautiful deep breath and know that this energy that we're connected to by the media is energy that will continue on in the media. You can record it. You can listen to it again. What would make you think? That the energy of your loved one cannot be heard again. That it doesn't live on. If something so simple as the energy of a telephone call, why not the energy of those beautiful family members and loved ones in the spirit world? And sometimes if you're quiet enough, you might just hear them whisper your name. God bless you all. Thank you for listening and allowing me to to be part of your communication today, Sandra. Thank you. And thank you, Glenda. It's really been an honor to have you here. And for our listeners, you know, Glenda's told us that story and seeing her dad in the wheat fields and getting that piece of wheat apported from the neighbor. Interesting, because the spirit world uses our imagination. You know, it's said so many times that when we get to heaven, we get to the hereafter, the way we communicate is through our thoughts. So we are here on earth, and we're living in a physical body. And over there, yeah, there might not be real time. Time is an illusion for them. We always hear. But for us, time is very, very real. So while things might not happen in the blink of an eye here, 
We are very powerful. So the way we communicate is through our thoughts and is through our feelings and is through our imagination and our emotions. So before you go to bed at night or when you take a nap in the afternoon or if you just have some quiet time, maybe when you wake up in the morning, put yourself in that space, that very almost hypnotic space that we naturally go through. And we hear about some of the top athletes, how they visualize themselves competing and winning and feeling their muscles and all those kind of things. And then they do a tremendous job. And we can do the same thing. And although we may think it's just our imagination, we have to remember that that's how the spirit world get through to us. So take a few deep breaths and just relax. And you may want to visualize yourself going down some steps of stairs just to relax. And each step you go down, you just become more and more relaxed. If your mind kicks in and wants to think about thoughts of the day and what you should or shouldn't have done, just imagine each thought is like a bubble of air under the ocean and it's just rising to the surface and let it go. But go down those sets of stairs and when you get to the bottom, imagine maybe your favorite place. It might be out in the meadow, it might be on a beach, it might be in a park. Imagine that there's a comfy place for you to sit and that there's an empty chair or bench with you and imagine everything you can about the scene and as much clarity as you can, and gently invite your loved one to sit with you. Now, I know the mind will kick in and try to say something like, this isn't possible, but trust me, this is how they communicate. When we sit, we can have that mind-to-mind communication with them, with our feelings, with our words, And when they respond and let them respond, see how you feel, see what the words are. One little bit of guidance, if you feel something negative coming through, well, there's a 99.999% chance, well, actually 100% chance that it's your own mind. Our loved ones, when they cross into that great unknown that hereafter They are whole, complete, and perfect again. All those feelings of any negativity or guilt or any of those things, they're left behind. What's left is their love. So when you get these feelings, or maybe there's some words that get implanted into your mind, trust that that is them, messages of love. It can be very healing to visualize yourself and your loved one like this because so often in life, there are things that we have left unsaid. We aren't ready for our loved ones to go ever. No matter how old they are, we are never ready. So do yourself the favor and practice this. And it really is a practice because just because we get to the spirit world does not mean we have all the answers and intelligence in the universe. It takes time. They realize you're 
getting in touch with them, and that you're quieting your mind to this very special place, they will work hard to plant images in your mind. I had a beautiful thing happen to me when I was talking to my father, who lives in the unseen world, and I asked him for some signs. And I didn't know what I was expecting, but I put myself in that very quiet place in my mind. And it was like a slideshow just started playing in my mind's eye, all images from different times that my father and I shared together, from when I was a little girl to when I was a little bit older. And now these aren't thoughts that I would have probably ever thought of. And they appeared in my mind, just slide by slide by slide. And it brought me so much joy because I knew that was his intelligence, the intelligence of the unseen world. So my friends, they are with us. They love us. We have a life to lead here on earth. But this earth is not the whole picture. There is so much more for us. And I want to remind you that our home base is wedontdie.com. Of course, We Don't Die is the name of my book. So it's easy to remember, hopefully. And there's so much free things there for you. If you want to read a free copy of my book, you can join our email list. Here's the hint, though. It says you can only read the first few chapters. Secret is it's the whole book. If you go to the store and you scroll down, you can see the audiobook to We Don't Die. Simply type in coupon code FREE, F-R-E-E, and you can listen to that for free. We also have our Sunday gathering, completely free, extremely inspiring, and we have mediums demonstrating and doing medium readings to our online audience every Sunday. So I will continue to give you all that I've got to let you know that we don't die, that we live on, that our loved ones live on. From the bottom of my heart, whether this is your first episode or you've listened to all of them, I want to thank you for listening. My name is Sandra Champlain, and you, my friend, have been listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And if you like this episode of Shades of the Afterlife, wait until you hear the next one. Thank you for listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network.